Welcome to Art of Retreat 2018, the Parkour Leadership and Education Conference. This year we're in the Cascade Mountains outside of Seattle. I'm Craig Constantine from Movers Mindset, and I'm here with Alan Tran, Caitlin Pontrella, and Adam McClellan. Caitlin is the founder of the event, and Alan and Adam are this year's co-chairs, co-organizers, gentlemen of everything. <laughs> so welcome, you guys. Thanks for having us, Thank Craig. Thank you, Craig. Yeah, thank you. All right, so the first question I want to ask is, what's the biggest difference you've discovered being out here in the Cascades rather than being in New York City? Parking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, I think the, the most notable thing is, is sort of the peace and quiet. And it's cool to change it up. I think there's, that's fine. But being that we've typically been in cities in the past and it's been a much more urban experience, uh, it's been kind of special to wake up in the morning and have it be peaceful and quiet and more nature oriented. And I think that's changed the vibe in a certain way, uh, which has been pretty valuable. Yeah, what I was going to add to that is cohesion. Uh, a big issue I've had in the past with this event is because we're constantly switching between sites, so it was really hard to create a deep sense of group. Um, I think this year people really were able to get together, connect with their cabins and the larger experience, and uh, all in all, for me, this has been the best of the four so far. Yeah, it's just to touch base on like how calm and the cohesion of the, the atmosphere. Uh, being here in the Cascades, we're able to experience the nature. Oh, as, right as, as a wing coaster. Is that a motorboat or an airplane? <laughs> right next to the lake. What you can't see on audio is the fact it's that we're sitting boat. on the lake. That's a speedboat. Oh, it's a speedboat. It's actually more noticeable in that mic doesn't hear the boat as much <laughs> as you think it does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, the anti-hallway track I noticed this year was definitely more focused than in previous years like I, I've almost been killed by taxis in previous years and and this year you're <laughs> worse than maybe tree root something or hit you with a frisbee playing frisbee golf um, what's the one like a snapshot that springs to mind from a session that you saw so just some session you swung by and you caught something happening and I believe a really positive experience that Justin's talk for example yeah, I, th I think every year as we continue to grow our, our retreat as a platform for voices, um, we're be now being able to pull in a wide array of leaders and researchers and educators and uh, like-minded folks who really have deep, deep knowledge about so many different topics. Um, Justin Taylor with business practices, uh, Andy Keller with story branding, Mm -hmm. Mark Mason this year was a, a gentleman at the Masters in Education who spoke to sports psychology. Um, I know we, we really were pretty diverse, and it was really excellent. Um, I don't know much on that on that subject in particular. When I think about uh, standout experiences from the weekend, honestly, it was while the talks obviously are are the the key elements. I think the things that really resonated with me were the things beyond that, the the community building and the again the sense of group making. And cohesion we, we did through all like the night missions and the the treasure hunting right. and the, the cabin activities that yeah, sort of gave you that summer camp vibe. Yeah, and, and like the focal points are always for our retreat the the speakers and being able to network, but it's really the, the time where we can have side conversations and mm -hmm. uh, connect and yeah. you know eat together, yeah. play games, and that, move. And that's what makes this space. This is what I wanted the space originally. It was to bring people who are facing similar problems. You know, I think all the other kind of events in our uh, discipline are focused on getting out there, jumping and practicing, and there's not really any that are addressing the people who are leading, solving problems, building communities, running businesses, and 
um, every year to be able to be in a, a social space where we're able to focus on those things, I think is really, really invaluable. Having, obviously having a pure network that you can engage with one-on-one -on -one in person um, for anyone trying to solve a problem. I mean, this is the best place to crowdsource solutions. Yes, it is. You also have the, the fact that if you've been immersed in a space like this for two and a half, three days with someone, that when you communicate with them later in you know channels like email or, or mm -hmm. on Skype or whatever, it's much easier to have exactly. a deep conversation with someone when you know them well, when you've had a chance to, I don't know, be blinded by Tanner with a flashlight when we're <laughs> discussing night vision or you know the, or fight over the scrambled eggs in the morning kind of thing. Um, what do you think about um, the number of people who've traveled from far away? And what I want to say is, like, there's people here from, uh, we have Scotland and people who've flown, Dan Edwards is over from England. Mm. Um, there's people who travel a long distance. A lot of people came from the East Coast to come here. And then, of course, the whole new mix of people from the left coast this year. What, what do you think about the, the breadth? Has it grown bigger uh, in terms of geographic spread? I think that's definitely happening, uh, which says a lot about the event. And that's, um, we're certainly really proud of that. Um, I think it's cool to have more locals from the West Coast here. Uh, some of the more special sessions that I can recall are from people that, you know, maybe just having them fly all the way from West to East Coast is a little too much to ask. So uh, I think it was nice to take it over to the side of the country and allow those locals more access to what we're doing. But I think as the word grows about the event, there's also people, uh, like you mentioned, from maybe even international sources that either want to learn or share or both. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that really suits our needs as well because this yeah. this event is about perspective and growth and, and change so the more we can draw that in the better yeah I think something I said when we first got here was that no one traveled less than two hours to be here and most people traveled a great deal more we've also had a lot of interest from uh, people from other international communities attending in the future as we've kind of grown our footprint and people become aware of this existing so we've been relatively quiet um, word of mouth through like uh, North America. North America alone has a huge community that we were trying to service to begin with. Right. But um, but I think that it's kind of, again, people have demonstrated that it's valuable to them because they're willing to invest time, money, and energy to be here. Taking time away from business, but also spending money to be here. and Coming um, back every year. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what do you think your next, uh, next, I don't want to say next challenge, like it'd be a problem, but what do you think you're going to try and tackle differently for next year? Like a big, we managed to pull off, nobody got hit by taxi, so what's, mm -hmm. what's the next big hurdle? Ooh, maybe not necessarily a hurdle, but being able to minimize the logistics, no different than this year. Mm -hmm. travel. Uh, yeah, travel is another. Yeah, I love. I mean, I really love this site. I would love to be on this site again. And um, the issues around travel, <coughs> and then also, I'd love to because we're traveling much farther, uh, make the time more valuable. Maybe adding a third night, mm. uh, so people can once the sessions are really have time to relax and be. Again, in that social space, right. post almost post event, but not quite post yeah, like event. A decompression and processing, mm -hmm. debrief time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think making it again, queuing into this concept of being a retreat, a getaway from the front lines of your everyday, where you're battling with your business, you're battling about the community. You come get together with a group of people, put your heads together, find some new strategies so that when you return to the front line. Right. Not to play upon the uh, analogy there, but uh, that's or right. The, yeah. To play words. <laughs> I also think uh, a huge opportunity opportunity for us in the future is to make sure that we're hitting more of the topics that we say we're about. So for example, yes, uh, you know, we say we're about leadership. Um, mm -hmm. We say we're about culture. We say we're about team. You know, can we, can we actually ensure that some of those topics are being addressed? Can yeah. we bring in keynote speakers or people that yeah. we need to so that, so that people walk away, you know, improving in each of those areas uh, would, I think, be a, a goal for myself as I'm watching this event happen next year. That was a, an interesting question I was thinking about is we don't have a keynote 
or, or a it might be more interesting to have a closing note because keynote can be tricky because people arrive on a yeah. kind of scattered schedule. But I wondered if you had thought about having um, a keynote or a closing note. So obviously, yes. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask was when you work with the presenters who present the material, how much of a discussion is it? Or do you approach people who you think will fit? Or do you approach people who you think will challenge you to fit them in? Like, how do you work out who's doing what? I would just quickly, it's, it's we actually, oh yeah, we ask only a few small number of speakers to join us. Most apply to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that's an important element in that we encourage people from all over to if you have an idea or something you're studying or working on we want your voice and this is an opportunity for you to make that heard you don't have to have a name to, to mm -hmm. be drawn in which is an issue sometimes with the keynote when you're only inviting people is that a lot of people get missed because they're not vocal there's not a lot of platforms to be vocal through right um, the onus shouldn't be only upon us to find them we want people to yeah, go exactly. I, I have some value I'd like to bring it um, yeah. and then at that point there's a vetting process for us so we'll look through all the applications and we'll pick and choose mm -hmm. things that seem complementary or diverse or make sure yeah. that different topics are being hit the best we can and then we'll, we'll try to fill in the gaps sometimes by inviting speakers and I, I know right. we've already talked about next year trying to pre-identify maybe four, four people to invite ahead of time to uh, highlight and then have those other 12 spots I think filled by applications so do you, um, when you then sort them out, how, I've always wondered, how do you figure out who goes in, there's basically four big blocks of teaching talks, and like, how do you figure out, like, wait a minute, people are going to want to go to these two people, if you put them in the morning, and they're just, you just like throw them in a, pull there's them out of an apple bucket, or, a ton of strategy yeah. to that. Yeah. and I think it changes every year. Um, one, one thing I always am very attentive to is that when someone does have a, a more well-known name, or their work is unknown, everyone's going to want to go see them for that reason, so I actually put, I tend to actually put people with very big names or prominent work mm -hmm. together so at least you see one of them mm -hmm. um, that's also why we're trying to do these recordings with you this year uh, so we can capture some of those ideas so at least if you don't get to see someone's session you can connect with their content and right another strategy has been to make sure that all the topics are widespread mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah it's a little bit of a Rubik's Cube because we have to say Okay, so we need the two people that need technology here, the two people right. that have technology yeah. there. Fit in the venue as well. Um, we have, yeah. you know, we sort of, who goes with what. We don't want two identical topics going on because how do you, ch you know, th there's, yeah. it takes us a while to kind of process through them, mm -hmm. a lot of conversations, a lot of changing it, and then we just do the best we can from there. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to have five, I mean, I think four tracks in the future. It would be basically talks in design, talks in business, uh, talks in education and coaching practices, Leadership. and then kind of like a catch-all for everything else, a miscellaneous. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's how we're going to be trying to solicit talks, pick speakers, and then ideally, I mean, one way I've always thought about it would be cool to have a design talk in each track so you can, get, can if you're here interested in design, you can create a thread of mm -hmm. hearing things relevant to mm -hmm. what you're interested in. And I mean, this is a pick your own experience, build your own experience. Um, Maybe you're so different. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think what's been super unique to this year's retreat, um, being here in the Cascades and on a, on a campsite was... Being able to sit back and see everyone check in and see their eyes like just widen and like, oh, we're on a campsite. It's time to go explore. There's like four or five different landscapes here. We have the lake, the beach, uh, the, the trees, graveyard, uh, the grassy fields, the cabins, uh, the woods. Um, it really gave a summer camp vibe. You know, when you're coming into a, to check in into a lodge, there's there's food being prepared. You're all snuggled up into around a fire. Uh, playful energy. Yeah, this playful energy that kind of brightened everyone's mood and you know brought them to a 
brought them to be very, very present uh, here at the site that New York and New Jersey didn't quite necessarily facilitate because of the hecticness of the, the city. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so the best part of being an organizer is uh, it's certainly a lot of work ahead of time, uh, which is fine, but I have this unique advantage that as the sessions start, I kind of wander around and make sure they're all okay, and then I'll be listening to one and I'll be like, oh, this one's really cool, actually. I just get stuck there. Actually, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not leaving. Surprise. <laughs> I would join a group like, do you want to partner three again? This is really cool. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, or, or I'll go, oh, this one's kind of boring. I'm just going to leave. Um, so, yeah. So it's, <laughs> 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 it's or there's other things to do. Or there's other things yeah, to do. Yeah, Responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. Responsibilities, <laughs> Responsibilities <laughs> obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a unique power that, that's kind of fun. Um, but it also gives me a chance to get a good, uh, like, a pulse on how everything's doing and what the sessions are and, you know, what those presenters are like for future years or whatever we do. But um, I do get a kick out of being the, the wanderer who gets to drop in whatever... Whatever the best session is, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Totally. Uh, a, a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the same effect, um, I was saying a second ago that I have a very unique relationship with this event. Uh, I created it because I wanted this space and I wanted something like this that I could participate in and be a part of and maybe share my experiences. And, have uh, you attended one yet? Or? I have not actually <laughs> attended my own event. Yeah. Um, I realized that that is what... Uh, happens when you organize the event is that you actually don't get to be a part of the event. And not that you don't get to be a part of it, but it's just a very different experience. You're kind of on the meta level, moving around, making sure groups are happy, speakers are happy. People like me and Steve keep asking you questions. Yeah, Where is, actually everyone just feels like I'm the person they need to ask the questions to and they don't know where the bathroom is, they don't need food. It's just like, man, of all the things, there are a lot of things I need to be doing, but right over there, right over there. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I actually really think it's a, a different and kind of joyful experience to be uh, behind the scenes because, uh, again, we spend months and months planning this, like, agonize over details. Like, I remember when we found this site, I was so hype, and I, like, messaged them on Snapchat, and I was like, look at this amazing place, and then, like, a month later, I was like, man, was that as cool as I remember? And then I drove out here, I was like, yes, it was. This is so cool. I can't wait to have everyone out here. And the whole week leading up, the kind of, like, thinking about how, like, basically plan the coolest sleepover people ever yeah mixed with some like learning education obviously but um to, to be doing all that and then see it come to life and not only that but people loving everything that we've created and being excited for the, what's going to be next year there's so much already like what's going to happen next year and you know that that's a good sign when yeah, we're, not even, we're not even out of this year we're already talking about next year so yeah, yeah. Obviously, the three of you don't do this all by yourself. I mean, Caitlin obviously is the spearhead, the person who came up with the idea, and then you guys are are really critical to the team. But I'm suspecting there is an army of people that are behind the scenes, behind the trees, you know, in in all the nooks and crannies (laughs) doing all the things. Uh, So I thought we'd take a chance to give a shout out to everybody else that was involved. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, this event is totally a part of co-creation and... Uh, aside from ourselves, we had an incredible team of volunteers who helped, you know, move things around site and set up, especially for our night missions. They, that was a, a tight little knit group of people who arrived on site early to plan those out, test things, uh, and make that happen. Um, and also all of our speakers and our teachers, you know, they, they do spend a lot of time leading up to the event, preparing their sessions. I mean, Alan, Adam, and I feel calls and emails and I think I got I had a few people even calling like once every few days checking in I'm like it'll be okay but thank you and I really appreciate your enthusiasm um but no really again without that like it's it's the people that make the experience we just provide the backdrop for that to happen 
um, in addition to that. Yeah, and some of our, our sponsoring organizations include Firestorm Freerunning, Parkour Visions, Enso Movement, Parkour Generations Americas, American Parkour, Teach, Build, Play, Innate Movement, Pinnacle Parkour, Axiom Parkour, Movers Mindset, and Base Fitness. And those groups, uh, their sponsorship actually really helps us keep the ticket price down, makes the event accessible. Um, really, it's it's really impossible to do this without that and uh, making access, them helping bridge the gap, gap and create access for others. And obviously we wouldn't be here at all if we didn't have this incredible <coughs> venue. So we, we definitely want to give a shout out to Tim and all of his staff here at the YMCA camp at Lake Wenatchee. It's just such a beautiful place. It's so well kept. Uh, they took amazing care of us. Uh, the food was incredible, which it's an, not an easy task feeding uh, the equivalent of 90 <laughs> parkour adults, which is actually the equivalent of 150 <laughs> normal people. human beings, right? Um, and uh, yeah, they were pr just on it and professional, and it's such yeah. a well kept and gorgeous venue. So we're very grateful to Tim and his team. They did yeah. uh, amazing work. And, and obviously, last but not least, thank you to everyone who attended because they all have to come with the right energy and the, the spirit to be here and to share. And in the future, we hope to have more opportunities for people to create on site as well and bring what they have. So um, yeah, this whole thing can't happen without everybody. True. Terrific. Thank you guys for taking a big chunk of time out of your busy day, and I think it's lunchtime. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate Thanks, Craig. it. Appreciate it. <laughs>